there, everyone, and welcome into a new episode of the Career Competitor Podcast with me, Steve Meller, and we are brought to you, as always, by my friends at CG Sports Network, and we are the show that seeks to light the competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. Now, today, we are speaking to an athlete who is very much still within their competitive athlete journey. Uh, we're going to be talking to Sierra Burdick, a professional women's basketball player who currently is based out in Poland in a place that I can't pronounce, so I'm not even going to try. Uh, but in terms of just what it is she's been doing over the last six years since she was drafted into the WNBA, she has had some opportunity within that league and she's also been playing on an annual basis across Europe as well. But we do touch on her career, but this is this is an episode where we really get into the topic of opportunity. And what I mean by that is First and foremost, from a from a an individual standpoint, in terms of Sierra, she's creating opportunities for herself. She has a mindset of not wasting a single day. That's all about relishing opportunity that is in front of you. But she's also beyond her, bigger than herself. She's also part of a sport in women's basketball that is very much trying to take advantage of the opportunity that they have in this current era. We talk about some of the more recent things in terms of what's been going on, not just on the court, but also off the court within the women's game and how it continues to grow, but also fight within the shadows of the men's game as well. So lots of really great insights, some some fantastic takeaways as well, just in terms of how this can be applicable to just about anybody. And I really do believe that there's something in this episode for, for each listener listening to this now. And again, if you're new to the show, welcome. I appreciate it. Uh, but what we're all about here is applying all the great qualities, all the great insight that come from our guests and finding ways to make it applicable to just about anyone and everyone in any walk of life. So if you're a basketball player, an athlete, nothing to do with sport, it doesn't matter, all right? There's some fantastic stuff here being presented by Sierra Burdick. And without any further ado, let's jump right into my episode with professional women's basketball player Sierra Burdick. And I hope you all enjoy. Hey guys, before we jump into this particular episode, I encourage you to go to Career Competitor. Com, where you can conveniently find all of my episodes provided there. You can also connect with me through the website as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this particular episode and just hear from you in general. Maybe you or someone you know would be a great candidate to come on the show as well. In the meantime, whatever podcasting platform you're listening to is on, make sure you're subscribed to the show, following us, and of course, leaving us a rating as well. This is paramount, especially if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Take the time just to click the fifth star. I would love a five-star rating if you don't mind. And it really helps us continue to expand the show. So please take the time to do that. And of course, give us a follow on Instagram, career underscore competitor. All right, well, I am uh, just really excited to be bringing on Sierra Burdick to the Career Competitor podcast all the way from Poland, believe it or not. This is a new check for, for the show. We've never had someone come in from Poland before, but you've got a story to tell. You're not originally from there. Um, Sierra, tell everybody where you are specifically, what it is you're doing there at the moment. I am in Bydgoszcz, Poland. Uh, this is my third professional season here in Poland, my sixth professional season uh, altogether, I think. So yeah, this is what I do for a living. It's a mm. blessing. I, I, I play basketball overseas for eight months of the year and or seven to eight months. And then I come home for 
four to five uh, and I'm in the States either playing three on three or in the WNBA. And yeah, it's a year round thing and I love it. I bet. I bet. And I think for people listening, um, firstly, you're not the first, uh, first female basketball player that we've had on the show. We've had a couple of women come on with a background in the sport or currently still playing the sport before. And for me, I always let you know right away that I'm a huge basketball fan. Just huge basketball fan. Always have been. Grew up in England, but I very much got into basketball right when Kobe Bryant came into the league. And I immediately went to the Lakers without knowing an ounce of information about their history. And lo and behold, <laughs> I, I, I completely picked the winner. Uh, I got very lucky in that regard. Um, but in, in terms of just basketball Definitely. as a whole, um, you know, I've been a fan of the sport for 20, 25 years. And then when I moved over to the US in 2005, I got to really experience basketball from the women's side of things. And the sheer competitiveness of the sport on the women's side in the last 15 to 20 years is, especially as more and more media spotlight has really been shone on the women's game. It's just been so fun. And it's why I'm so adamant about bringing women basketball players on this podcast because I think there's two sides to the competitiveness there's you the individual there's the player but then there's also just women's basketball in general like you're constantly competing to have that spotlight on you grow and grow and grow and here you are talking about playing the sport 12 months a year like who would have thought maybe 25 30 years ago that would even be a possibility so mm-hmm. you know from that side of things I kind of want to start there for you as someone who has been in the sport your entire life, who gets to play it 12 months of the year. What is it about, I guess, this opportunity that you're so aware of? Like, what, are, what is it about it that you appreciate so much? What is it you're trying to get out of it? Just just fill me in on everything about the, the opportunity, I guess, to be a professional basketball player, specifically as a woman. You know, you go back to Title IX and that gave us endless opportunities, not endless, sure. but, you know, more opportunities than what we had. So that, mm. that in itself, um, was, uh, I guess a great starter for women, mm. um, in the sports just to have the quality, um, that our, our men counterparts do. And so, you know, you're seeing more and more women having the opportunity to play in college. There's a huge following, you know, with universities. Um, and then now we're starting to see finally 25 years into the WNBA, they'll be celebrating their 25th uh, season this upcoming summer. Mm. Um, now we're starting to see more and more light and, you know, spotlight on the W, especially, you know, last summer with what we were able to do in the wobble with mm-hmm. our social, social justice reform and, um, just the things that we were doing off the court, uh, really helped us gain attention for what we were doing on the court as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the opportunities has, have grown over time. Um, and we're seeing expansion with the women's game, which is awesome because, uh, you know, college, SEC, ACC, uh, you know, th- those we've got amazing conferences for college basketball and, and they can pack out a, an arena or an arena like this, you sure. know, um, but the women's professional game is is not there yet. You mm. know, uh, at Tennessee, I could play in front of 14,000 fans any given night mm. with the WNBA. Some, some some games you're looking at 4,000 people. And mm-hmm. it's so we, we've we've come a long way, sure. um, but yet we still have so much further to go. But I think yeah. we're moving in the right direction, and that's awesome. And then um, just for us to also have the opportunity to play overseas and internationally and to be able to see the world all while doing what we love, 
um, that is, you know, a, a blessing that I think we're all grateful for. Yeah, and when you talk about the the hole there is uh, just just women that you play with, how much of this is part of the conversation on a season to season basis? Are you are you aware that this there is momentum with the sport? Do you discuss that within the locker room, etc.? You know, I think especially the the women that are a part of the WNBA, we're very conscious of. Um, where our sport is going, where it has come, where it needs to go. Um, and I, I just really can't say enough about the women in the WNBA. I've, you know, had the opportunity to play four seasons um, and I've been in and out. I'm not one of the consistent players that are on a roster every single season, um, but I just admire the women that they are and how brilliant they are and, and mm. what they can bring to the table besides their talents. I mean, mm. they, we, we've got musicians, we've got entrepreneurs, we've got, uh, producers and and it, I mean the the amount of talent that these women have mm. um, is really mind-boggling and so I, I think we're very to say that to we're very conscientious of what is going on yeah. and and we know that our sport is headed in the right direction but we also know that we need help from people yeah, in the right. media right. and the TV uh, you know and and we have to have that spotlight because we know we have a product that's worth watching um, but it's a matter of people buying in and people mm. actually giving the opportunity to have eyeballs on us. Yeah, and I think that's such a really valid point. Uh, well, two valid points there. First and foremost, the talking about the extension of the athlete in terms of these women and, and what they're capable and what they're able to bring to the table beyond their basketball skills. And I think this is a, a narrative that got pushed in the men's game was, you know, the whole shut up and dribble narrative that came into the spotlight mm -hmm. and how guys turned around and just sort of said, we are more than that. We are not going to shut up and dribble. And to, to, to see the opportunities like you, you mentioned before the women had to bring awareness to social justice while they were in the bubble allowed them probably through that time as well to continually highlight what they do beyond the game beyond social justice, who they are, like you said, whether it be musicians, etc. I think there's so many men that are being, you know, I read something here just today that LeBron has another, has bought some money, uh, bought some stake in the Red Sox or something like that. And, you know, he continues to build his entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I think, you know, the the entrepreneur component of the men's game, because of, of how profitable it is, gives them a little bit more opportunity. But at the same time, from a women's side of things, these things are going on as well. And like you said, the other point, you need help. You need help of, of that being, uh, you know, the, the spotlight being broadened, uh, people talking about it more, people giving you that, that, that opportunity to be heard and be seen in these in these environments how how conscious are you let's bring it back to you the individual how conscious are you of just sort of maybe what else you can be doing in addition to your career because it's, it's hard enough it's hard enough having to be a competitive professional athlete what sort of things are you maybe conscious of that you're trying to do beyond the game as well for for, for you as an individual you know i think my greatest second passion behind basketball is just making sure that I'm giving back to the youth. And so mm. with that being, um, you know, one of my main priorities, especially when I'm back home and I have the opportunity to be in my home city, you know, Charlotte, North Carolina, mm. um, that's huge on my heart. Just making sure I'm getting into the community, um, make sure I'm, I'm, I'm being accessible, you know, and available mm. to the young women in my city. Um, 
to help them chase their goals and dreams. Cause I know if it wasn't for the village that I had behind me, you know, every single day, every single week, month, year of me growing up, I wouldn't have these opportunities that I have right now. So um, that is definitely huge for me, just making sure that I'm accessible in my community that, uh, you know, I'm giving back that I'm making sure that um, I'm lending my knowledge and my experience to the young women that are coming up um, just as so many people did for me. So that that's yeah. definitely a priority of mine. Yeah, absolutely. And while you were growing up there in Charlotte, North Carolina, I was actually attending school at NC State. So I wasn't too far away from you. Nice. Uh, Little yeah, wolf so pack action. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, and in terms of get, actually sticking with college here for a little bit, went to Tennessee, as you mentioned before, a program and quite frankly, the the... the the sport of women's basketball built upon a name like Pat Summit, and, and you know someone who, again, when I moved over here in 05, I didn't know who Pat Summit was. I didn't know who Kay Yao was. Um, you know all these all these names of, of women's athletics uh, beyond women's basketball, and I get to find out the stories of these women and the legacies that they have that go and will go on for years and years and years beyond their time within the game. When you got to Tennessee, and we'll sort of bring this back to what we were talking about there before with just the history of the of, of the game of women's basketball, did you feel a sense of almost expectation to, to continue to carry the legacy that came before you with what they've done there at a program like Tennessee? Yeah, Yes, I would say that. And, and this is a question we often get, you know, when I was at Tennessee, we'd always get this question around March Madness. Like, is, do you feel pressure? Do you feel pressure? because there's, you know, eight national championship banners hanging, hanging up in our arena. And, and we know who our coach is and the, the legend that she is. Um, but when you're in the heat of it, when you're in the middle of it, you don't necessarily feel that pressure. You, you mm -hmm. feel it as an opportunity and mm -hmm. there are expectations, but there should be expectations. There mm -hmm. should be an expectation of excellence because that's the standard when you sign at a place like Tennessee, yeah. you know, Pat set the tone each and every day for a standard of excellence and everything that we did, you know, in the community, in the classroom, on the court, it was a standard of excellence. And so, you know, that coming in to the university, you know, that when you sign your national letter of intent, like sure. this is what is expected of me. Mm -hmm. And so these expectations need to be fulfilled. Yeah. And so you do have that sense, like, um, you know, this is a program of tradition, a program of, of long, you know, withstanding success. Um, but what a blessing to be a part of something like that. And so yeah. it's, it's, it's not pressure. It's more so an opportunity. And these expectations are good because mm. without expectations, what are you even, how do you even approach each day and try to make it productive? Yeah. Um, so there are expectations to succeed and to do things the right way do things the right way and and but I think that's what makes Tennessee such a special place absolutely and it's funny because I think the word expectation has has received in this era that we're in right now where we're discovering discovering the the side of mental health and how that plays a part in in sport in life in general expectations almost mm -hmm. become this like a word that's very similar to like pressure and it's it's almost be, been given this negative connotation but what you're saying there is that the history, the foundation of the program that was built there for you was something you were so well aware of that you came in with this natural expectation of like, this is what I want to be. This is what I signed up for. Like, this is why mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here. And I think in addition to that, just listening to the way you describe your time there, it makes me think 
despite having decade upon decade and championship upon championship to always refer to and have examples of for you as an athlete under someone like coach summit it sounds like she did an incredible job about keeping you present like keeping you in the moment working towards the next game and i think for someone who's who's had such a decorated career it would be so easy and easy for us to assume as someone who's not a part of it that you know all she's ever talking about is championship team this and championship team that and and here here you are telling me that when you signed up you felt this expectation just to keep moving forwards just to stay present just to stay competitive in the moment and and with, with what sort of other in addition to that what sort of other characteristics what other sort of components did you sense from her leadership during your time there that, that, that you were able to obviously Im, Im, implement into your career i think one of the biggest things that i took from coach summit was just her humility because if hmm. you didn't know who she was granted if you're in knoxville you know it pat summit is is basically god and Peyton Manning is Jesus. So, right. <laughs> you know, those two figures, everyone everyone knows who they are. But if you don't know who Pat is, the way she speaks to everyone from the, the custodians who cleaned our, our gyms after games to the president of the university to the president of the United States of America, she will talk to you the same way. Mm. And I think that was just one of the most amazing characteristics that I could have um got to witness from her and and I'll I'll take it back to my home visit my senior year in high school uh it was my mom my brother and um and myself and they had Pat and Bean my assistant coach at the time had come to one of my high school practices and then they came to our our humble little apartment uh to have like a dinner mm. and <laughs> You know, we 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 ordered pizza, and I my nana she had made some brownies, and my brother he's gonna kill me for telling the story. <laughs> he never wanted to wear pants at this time. Right. He always just wanted to be in his little whitey tighties, <laughs> and so he's running around in his whitey tighties, and he he asked you know Coach Summit to come into the uh, my mom's bedroom to watch him do flips on the bed, and she of course just comes with a huge smile on her face, walks into the bedroom is watching CJ do flips in his underwear. Wow. And, it, and it's like the coolest moment because it's like, <laughs> here's a here's an eight-time you know, NCAA champion, all these rewards and accolades, and she's in here cheering my brother on in his draws while he does oh flips on a bed, you know? So it just, just a moment like that, I'm like, I, and I committed my junior year. So I was mm. already committed to play mm. at UT, but I was like, you know, this, I made the right decision. Yeah. I, I'm going where I'm supposed to be going. And there was probably a part of you too that was like, did my brother just cost me this position? On the team? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing uh, he was cute. Otherwise, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Wow, what a great story. That's just fantastic. Um, it, in just in terms of of everything about you, Sierra, it seems very clear that um, you know you're you're very you're very comfortable with who you are too, and I think that is probably a big trait in coach summits recruitment is finding people similar to her in that regard that sort of humility that you speak of i think it's easier for someone to be that extension of themselves when they surround themselves with people that like that and i think mm -hmm. i've i've always tried to do that with my athletes and um it's great to hear that you had that sort of experience and clearly that's who you are as an individual too and just in terms of moving forwards now 
looking towards the future a little bit. And, you know, I know you've had opportunities at the international level as well as just uh, within the WNBA. What's the what's the overall goal for you moving forwards within your career? You're still only five years, I think, uh, removed from college. So you, you're still very much in that front half, I would say, of a professional career. Like what, what, what mm-hmm. does the future look like for you ideally? I'm going to play until these wheels fall off. I hope. <laughs> God willing, you know, I, I was, it's funny. I was just talking to my manager and my coach like 25 minutes ago. And uh, I was telling them if I could play another 10 years, I would, you know, mm. it, and it all depends obviously on how my body is doing and how I'm feeling. And, uh, but right now I, 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 I love, I love this game. I love what I do. Um, and if I'm going to play as long as I can, you know, that's, that's the, the end goal. And, um, whether that be overseas or just in the States or who knows, just three on three, uh, mm-hmm. we'll see, but I, I want to be around this game for as long as I can playing wise. And then I think, you know, when it's time to hang it up, when I can no longer be productive out there on the court and help my teammates, then, um, I think I, I can get into the coaching ranks a little bit, whether that be, you know, on the college level or the professional level, I think that's probably what, what the cards have in store for me, but, you know, God has the ultimate say, so I just take it one day at a time and um, try to enjoy the moment. That's a great perspective. And in terms of potential future coaching, do you find that that comes easy to you, that ability to put your arm around a teammate, to, to look a child in the eye and give some good insight? I think so. I, I You know, my, I definitely think my first couple of years overseas, it wasn't like that. Um, sure. I was still trying to navigate being away from home for eight months out of the year. I was mm. still trying to navigate, you know, the international uh, differences, the the language barrier, the cultural barrier. barrier. Um, and it's a, it's a different game in each country you play in it sure. as well. So that's that's an adjustment. Um, but now that I, I'm finishing up my, my sixth season, you know, I, I do think I have a better grasp on things. Um, I, I still can get hot headed, but I'm not as hot headed <laughs> as I once was. <laughs> so that made some growth in that area. Um, and, and I'm playing with, you know, my youngest teammates right now are 19 years old. So mm. technically they would be what a, a sophomore in college. Yeah. Um, and so I, I do find that I am drawn towards them, mm. um, to help them out as much as I can. Um, and so I, I, I think naturally, coaching would be the next step just because I I do have that passion for just teaching Mm. and mentoring and kind of being a servant leader. Um, And so I I think it's only natural that, you know, that would be the next step in my career. Um, But definitely, uh, I would say I'm a veteran in the game now, Mm -hmm. uh, but still learning. You know, I've got two teammates that are 38 and 39. So they've got a lot more experience than me. For sure, for sure. But I, I love that 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 mindset that you talk about there when you see yourself as a coach, um, very servant-like in many ways. I think the desire to teach is something you should always, always hold on to. I, I can say that from experience myself is that I, I ended up coaching. I coached the sport of swimming. And, and for me, the reason I got into it was because I, I loved just to teach kids how to swim to begin with. And it was that mm-hmm. uh, that desire to serve, that desire to teach that got me to where I am now, um, working within the, the, the collegiate levels. And it sounds as though that's obviously between the work you're doing back home, between the, you know, the way in which you're going about your work as a, as a member of the team. That's certainly who you are. And that's, uh, that's incredible to, to hear. It's, it's awesome to see. And in, in terms of what we do as a podcast, Sierra, 
you know, we are all about the competitor and so many components of what you brought up here today make a competitor, but describe, and this is my sort of last question, I guess, just describe what you consider a win to be um, on a given day as opposed to just sort of judging it as a game. Obviously, a win is a win and a loss is a loss, but for you, the competitor, for you, the day-to-day professional basketball player, what do you describe as a day where you maybe feel as though you won? Growth, progression. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing, you know, just waking up in the morning with a purpose to get better. Mm. And uh, that may look different for everybody, you know, so getting better. um, You know, when I was in high school was trying to make it through practice without cursing my teammates out, you know, (laughs) because I was having to learn how to channel like my passion and my Mm. love for the game in healthy ways Mm. and learning how to communicate properly. So now once I've gotten that under control, now I'm getting better. Maybe, you know, um, I see my teammates struggling. Mm. How can I get outside of myself and go over there and pat them on the butt and be like, hey, listen, I know it's not going your way today, but mm. this is what we can do as a team, as, as, a, as, a, as a unit mm-hmm. to kind of take advantage of this day. Mm-hmm. And, and my biggest thing is, you know, whether I'm on a court or, you know, in life in general, I, I don't want to waste a day. I don't want to waste a gift. I don't want to waste a blessing. So mm. every single opportunity, every single day is a chance to get better. And I, I think that's the ultimate competitor is just continuing to grow, continuing to progress, um, making sure we're taking full advantage of this gift. And we all have got a gift um, in order to, to get better ourselves and to help those around us get better as well. Yeah, I mean, just a fantastic sentiment to finish this on. Don't waste a day. You know, take advantage of the gift that we're given every single day. And uh, that, that's that's what we're all about. That's what we're all about on this show. And I'm so glad, Sierra, we got this opportunity to do this, especially with the insane time difference that we're dealing with here with you in Poland and me on Central Time in Louisiana. Um, hey, you know what? We, we managed to get it done. I'm glad that we did because it's been completely... Uh, worth everyone's time i'm sure people took some great stuff from this so best of luck with the season best of luck with everything coming up this year i I look forward to to following your career and hopefully seeing it in person at some point okay sierra take take care and all the best thank you steve appreciate it thanks so much and my thanks again to sierra for joining us on the show today such a fun conversation someone that frankly i'm i'm pretty much in awe of just because And again, I said this at the outset in terms of there would be something in this interview for just about anyone listening. And if there's something that you're going to take away from this, at least if if I'm speaking from my standpoint, it's, it's passing along to the next generation who you are and why you need to be consistent to who you are. And you, you listen to, you listen to Sierra talk and you can tell that she is authentic. She is who she is all the time to a T. And I love that. I absolutely love that. It's something that I aspire to replicate within my day to day. I have a good, strong connection to who it is I am. And I truly try to implement that version of myself each and every day, especially be conscious of it on those days where you maybe do wake up on the wrong side of bed, so to speak, and not really feeling yourself. But when you hear about the influences that she's also had through her career, the Pat Summits of the world, and the way that they they were inspired and, and encouraged to really act as if excellence was something that they should be aspiring to in every walk of life, being consistent with your behavior in a way where you know that if anybody's watching in this moment in time, 
you are going to be perceived in the right light. You are going to be seen for what you are and that version of yourself is going to be the correct version that you always want to be seen as. And I, I think that's a valuable piece of information. That's a strong thing that I really took from Sierra throughout our discussion and you think about how someone's able to move from the US over to all these little pockets of Europe and survive and have a consistently successful career over the last few years, you really need to know who you are. You need to be very comfortable with the way in which you're going about life. And Sierra gives me all of that sort of feeling in terms of that is what she's able to do each and every day, be consistent to who she is, be consistent to the principles that she lives her life by, even giving back to her community when she gets the opportunity to, to do those sort of things during her off-season, whatever it may be, so consistent, so true to who she is, and with that, able to pass along that impression, that expectation to whoever may be coming behind her. So I think that's a fantastic takeaway to take from this particular episode. I'm sure there was something that you, maybe you took specifically as well. Either way, let me know what you thought of the episode. I would love to hear from you. You can do that via the website, careercompetitor.com. You can also just go ahead and leave me a rating. If you're on iTunes, be sure just to click one of the stars. I think it was worth five stars, right? Um, but leave me a comment too. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you thought. You can always connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Just search for my name, Steve Meller. And uh, either way, reach out, connect. Instagram works as well, career underscore competitor. All of these things would be great to hear from you. I'm all about receiving some great feedback regarding the show. Challenge me if you want on maybe one or two issues that we bring up on the show now and again. But either way, I appreciate you stopping by, giving the show a listen. In the meantime, guys, as always, best of luck with anything and everything that you've got going on. Be sure to be subscribing to the show. We've got some incredible episodes coming up. And I will look forward to speaking with you all again very soon. Bye for now.